Roll up, roll up for the Mystery Tour. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Marathon Mystery Tour. Big thanks to everyone who tuned in for the, our first episode. There's many ways you can listen to the show and wherever you are and however you're listening, great to have you on board once again. Back again, joining me on the Mystery Tour is the very mysterious Steve Monaghetti. Mono, welcome. Robbo, good to be back. We've survived. We can't say we're... we're um virgins anymore can we because we've done one so that's we're, right we're up again we're experienced now. that's right right and uh and that, a few people even tuned in mate i, I guess your parents and um and, <laughs> and my close close family so we've got a few listens excellent <laughs> mate you caught your uh you're down sound like you're down in ballarat today what's it what's it like down there today it is actually stunning it is beautiful the best day we've had in about three months Fantastic. So, perfect um, and I've been driving around a little bit, been around the state the last few days. So yep. I've um, done a bit of driving and it's been, it's actually quite wet out in the, um, in the, uh, a lot of the um, paddocks are a bit flooded. So I've had a lot of rain and um, so it's almost that sort of, you know, I'm not sure if it's quite turning. We sort of are in the depths of winter down here, but you just get a bit of a sense that we're going to turn and have some nicer weather now. We, you know, from a running perspective, I'm sure you know when you're aware there's a bit more light now, so we're noticing that in the night when I do most of my running, there's just a bit more daylight, which has been nice. No, excellent, mate. Well, that's and that's a great bonus for the listeners to get a free weather update um, on the show as well. So, mate, that's that's well well and truly uh, uh, um, beneficial for our listeners. And I can tell you up here in Newcastle, it's a similar sort of day, mate. Blue sky, it's clear. Lovely. We could do with a bit of that rain you're talking about, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, mate, And while we talk about that, though, Robbo, it's <laughs> yep. interesting because the one thing that does impact on runners, runners' ability to get out, races, um, results, is often weather. And, you know, you might you think about... Um, I, I remember when I was competing, I would spend, you know, um, sleepless nights worrying about is the wind going to be okay? Yep. Is it, you know, is it going to be cold, wet? What's it going to do? Because times, you know, when I started running, times were less of a, you know, you ran fast, but you kind of wanted to be competitive in races. Whereas by the end of my career, I reckon with technology and just the pacing and stuff like that, you become, we all became very conscious of time, so times were quite important. So I reckon people, you know, runners have a real meteorologist because it's a, one of the significant things in running that makes a difference. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned it, mate, because during the week it was, of course, uh, we marked two years to go until the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Now, at the moment, um, in a lot of the Northern Hemisphere, but I know in Tokyo and in Japan, it's been quite warm. So there's talk uh, already of, of likely to be a pretty hot marathon there uh, come Olympics time. I don't know, it's two years away still, but um, there'll be some people that are going to be in contention for hitting the start line. They'll already be thinking about that. Um, another hot marathon, mate. What do you, how do you think that's going to go? Yeah, and that, that will have an impact, absolutely no doubt. And, you know, I think we, we probably saw someone like Kenneth Mungara who, you know, has been dominating at uh, Gold Coast Marathon and then gets to the actual Gold Coast Commonwealth Games Marathon and really struggled in the hot weather. And I've run in Tokyo in, uh, I was at the World Championship or you were born way back in, I think it was, and, oh, my God, it was hot. And I remember my... Mum and Dad were over there watching. They were sitting in the stands, just sweating it up, thinking, "Wow, I would not <laughs> want to be running a marathon in these conditions." And it was it was pretty brutal. So I sense that it will be a challenging marathon. And you know, sometimes 
there are there is temperature that you have to train for and there's temperature that's warm but as long as you're aware of it and you keep hydrated i reckon it's the former i reckon in tokyo in two years time you will actually need to have done some specific yep, yep. No, we'll, we'll stay posted on the uh, the build up towards that one that's going to be a huge race but mate another big race uh during the last week uh down there in melbourne where i don't think it was too hot but um a bit cooler and windier but the av 10k at albert park and you laced up again mate and uh tell us how you went yeah, I went well. Yeah, we're improving. So I, I got down to the. Oh, I was in the 30s. I actually had a problem with my um, my timing chip. So I'm not actually in the results. So nobody knows I ran, but I did. Apparently, a few <laughs> people saw me out there, and I, I tell you, my tight hamstrings yep. let me know I ran. That's for sure. But I was about. I, I didn't really look because I thought the timing was all covered. But I was in between sort of 32, 35, and 32, 40. So. I'm That's great. Going really well. I mean, very good going. So very happy. And held Matthew off again. It's becoming a bit of a match race. And would you believe, Robbo, he was exactly two minutes and one second behind me, the same as yeah. he was as Gold, at Gold Coast. So he also had a good run. He got under. He, you know, you know yes. what he ran at Gold Coast, and and you split us, and he he's closing you down. He was about um, oh, thirty four. 40, there so you go. Oh, I make it thirty-two, thirty-eight. They've given you and 30, 34, 42. So you were sixtieth overall and first in your age group. So handy running, mate. And I've got a ten k coming up myself in Sydney this Sunday, the Sydney Harbour ten k. So if I can take two minutes, or have a similar sort of uh, have a similar sort of reduction. What did you? So you've taken what's that? Twenty, thirty seconds off your time. Twenty-one seconds off your time. So yeah, hopefully I can I, I can uh, yeah. follow suit, mate. Pressure's on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm, you know how um, I've had a difficult had that calf issue for sort of twelve months from Gold Coast last year. So, and I, I actually I have just come down the highway from Melbourne seeing a, a calf specialist down there, Robbie O'Donnell, who was mm-hmm. a runner himself. It went to World Cross, kind of really handy, great fella, Robbie. And I saw him, and um, I said, so I started seeing him about six months ago, and I said, if I ever get back to running. 16 minutes for 5K and 32.30, that'll be it. And I ran 16.02 through there you 5K go. and 32.38. So I can hang up the boots and Perfect. Well, I was going to... I'm done. My what, work how, where are they done. up to with calf transplants, mate? Is that something... <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've got to start with my heart first and all my head because I'm mad. Yep. Obviously, we're all mad. So you start with the head, then work <laughs> down to the heart and then finally yeah. up at the calves, I think. Although I've gone the other way around. You know, I've had a couple of Achilles up. So I'm, I'm starting from the Achilles calves and necks and then we get to knees. A couple of runners that you probably saw, I reckon, on the day, Jack Rayner putting in an impressive 28.52 to get the win and get the bonus uh, cash. For going under twenty nine, got the cash. Oh, How well is he going? He's just going around the country picking up yes. um, race wins everywhere, and in and running. I think the other thing, not and I shouldn't belittle. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Just picking up race wins. He's actually doing it with quality running and beating some really um, classy athletes and running faster. If you're running under twenty nine minutes on the road for ten k. That's good running, so and deservedly so. And doing it with the best running. Steve Prefontaine moustache in the world, you'd have to say at the moment. <laughs> He's killing that. <laughs> and and uh, in the women's race, yeah. Sinead Diver. So just, uh, I think, what was she? 30, a bit outside 33 or so. So good run from her as well. And, she, and we know what she can do over the longer distance too. So uh, we, we envy what you guys have got down there in Victoria with the, those, those uh, cross-country races that you've got at the moment, the depth that's happening there. We've had a few up here in New South Wales as well with some good names, but... We'll see who turns up for the uh, Sydney Harbour 10K 
this weekend. And I think I think you might have. I reckon Sinead, because you know she she probably was keen on um, being closer yep. to me or getting me. So I think she may have just left a little bit in the tank for this Perfect. weekend. Perfect. All so right. We'll, well, I'll. Uh, if... There's a little whisper. No. no one will hear this. It's only, it's only your okay, mum and dad. No, that's right. <laughs> Now, mate, let's go overseas now because it was also a massive week uh, internationally for Aussie athletics. And what about these records and, and the one in particular, the, the men's 800-metre record? I, I want to start by asking you, Mona, where were you and, and do you remember at all 1968 Olympic Games and Ralph Dobell <laughs> winning in a world record? Um, any memories of that? Uh, no, to be honest, I haven't met yep. Ralph a few times since. And uh, no, where was I? I was probably in primary school at St Columbus <laughs> Primary in downtown Ballarat, thinking that um, you know, running around the. Uh, <laughs> but listening to I, interviews yeah. with Joseph Dang, who who ended up breaking Ralph's record, uh, won forty four twenty one with that fantastic run uh, for seventh place in uh, the Monaco Diamond League, and he and Peter Bowl, who are are in the same squad and coached by Justin Rinaldi. They, they both sort of said in media yesterday that they had been targeting that record and they didn't want it to get to 50 years. So they've, it's about 100 days short, I think, or 90 days short of reaching 50 years. So they've finally done it. And, um, and I reckon that Joseph Deng, he, he can go a long way go, you know, quicker yet as well. He's only 20 years old. He is. The future looks bright. And what a great story. And I think they've got a bit of coverage as well just the background and uh, and they seem they seem like really mature guys and and they get on well and justin's got a great squad yeah great 800 meter runner himself so it's really he's passing on that he's got a really good group going with alex rowe that's who right. equaled it that's a right few years ago and now we see he's the younger group coming through and how yeah, to be doing that at such a young age the, yeah gee the potential is um unlimited and you know coming through commonwealth games is a bit of a a hard decision there, but good on Athletics Australia for, for supporting those guys and giving them the, the, the experience and, you know, it's paid, paid dirt for I think that was their last, his last race in, yes. in Europe. Yes, yeah, no, timed, so. timed it beautifully. Yeah. Now, Perfect. the Australian women's uh, mile record, it's, it's rare that you get, a, you know, a couple of records falling in the same weekend, but Lisa Corrigan held this for 11 years and uh, Lyndon Hall, we know how great form she's been in, but four minutes, 21 uh, in London to get the the uh, to get that record, and that's nice to see the mile being uh, celebrated and, and being updated with that record as well. What isn't that? Is there some bring back the mile? Bring back the mile. That's, <laughs> that's right. Very excited. That's right. So there'll be young. Um, yeah. And I think you, you expect it, yep. but you still got to do it. And you, like you say, you don't have a lot of opportunities to run a mile, but. And I think, you know, it's normally a, for the men, I think it's a 17, 18 second differential. So, you know, for, for Lyndon, that's just, you would expect she was going to run it, but you still got to, again, you've got to get those conditions right. You've got to run it right. And she's obviously in unbelievable shape. And um, she's, she's, she's a terrific person as well. So it couldn't happen to a nicer, but as Lisa Corrigan was, I, obviously, I <laughs> exactly. I've got all the history on the, on yep. the women's mile, no more, but um uh, that's good to see that. And I just think it's exciting for our sport. It doesn't just feel like there's just coming off the back of Commonwealth Games, there's there's real buzz and excitement. It's almost crossing over into mm. the public domain. You know, I think athletics has kind of been, you know, a few pages mm. in or not even in the media. And now it seems to have just got into the public psyche again. And rightly so from the performances. I mean, the yep. performances are leading. It. Yeah, I think that's so, right. And that weight of performances, you can't, you know, national records, um, you can't knock those at all, and hopefully that just continues to, to 
build that wave of momentum. Um, Lyndon Hall, I think, interestingly, I read she, she ran 4.05 through 1,500 metres in that race as well. But in the shorter distance, uh, Brittany McGowan, speaking of 800 metres, she ran uh, two minutes and point six zero, uh, which is heft. You know that's tidy running as well. And hopefully, Mona, we can see that now. The men's eight hundred record's gone. Charlene Rendina's record might now be uh, touched up as well. And there, there's a bit of a queue for of young Aussie females that may be hoping to break that soon. Yeah, and, and uh, you know we break the scene. I think that's when it happens when you get a few. So, and again, we've seen that with Joseph Ding and um, Peter Bowl, you know, pushing each other. And I think we're seeing that with the, 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 the I tell you, Australian women's 800 metre running. It's amazing. How exciting is that? <laughs> we got about, you could put them on, you could actually almost run mm. a dive in league with Australian women 800 metre runners. And I tell you, a different yep. person's going to win every race there. They're just really going well. But um, I think Tams and Lewis uh, Manu might be happy if that record goes. She, she you know, there's... Yeah, not, do we get controversial or not? Mm. It was a handheld time and yep. always had some just thinking, well, and I think it would just put that to rest. And um, good on Tamsin for, for keeping yep. the awareness of that record going, I think. Um, but it would be nice. And, you know, it's, it's a bloody good record. They don't stand for nah. that long for no reason. So it'll take a, a – but we'd love to see someone just sneak under that two minutes and get right under in the 158s even better, and they will. It's just a matter of – it's not yep. – no, Hopefully we'll, we'll be talking about that very shortly on the program. A couple of other results to round it out. Ryan Gregson, second behind Matt Centrowitz, the Olympic champion, uh, 335. That was in the 1,500 metres in London. And then over in Belgium uh, at the Houston meet, Matty Hills running 1506, mm-hmm. handy time there, and Brett Robinson with a 13 13- 1591 to go seventh all time Aussie, and he joins the Ron Clark Club Monitor, uh, running quicker than uh, Ron Clark's 13 16.6 hand time. So he looked to be back in some good form, too, old Robbo. Yeah, and he's probably sort of been the quiet achiever out of the group. You know, we've had uh, Grego and Stewie McSwain really setting the world on fire, and Patrick Tien. And so well, it's good to see Robbo um, back, and he ran a good one of three K as well. So um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that he ran that fast. And, you know, I, I think everyone knows I'm, I'm keen on getting a couple yeah. of those guys out to the marathon. And um, I thought I'd get Robbo. Right every time I, I mention someone's <laughs> name, they run fast on the track. Yep. That's how it works. They're, they're, I'm scaring <laughs> them off. But, um, and that, uh, yeah, again, that's, uh, you know, I think we chased Clark. He's mm. for so many years. And I think that there's, you know, he's seventh running 13, 15 at, you know, it wasn't that long ago Craig Motson was out on, yep. on his own and to see that depth now in the yep. 5 no, is fantastic. And Madeline Hills, you know, she we knew she had a good form line, ran really well through 5K at Gold Coast 10. You know, we were, we were there to see it firsthand and so I sensed that she was probably onto something big. And again, rather than going out to the marathon, coming back to 3K steeple. So she needs to have that type of speed because, gee, that women's steeple, did I, I thought it was a flat 3K. <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. World record that? in that in that event by some, what, eight or nine seconds or something. That that oh, really is incredible. It. So, yeah, it was like they were running without the barriers there. I think they were all there. Yeah. And I think the other thing, Robert, that I noticed, that um, going back to Justin mm. Ding run, um, yep. he was seventh in the race. And to run 144, <laughs> they ran 142. I think it was the third fastest all time or something. But And he looked. I was because I was watching and I'm thinking, I don't I think know. he's going to get the record. It seems <laughs> two seconds goes, it's a long way in 800, but two seconds he got under, and he's, obviously, fortunately. But yeah, further than that, so it's and deceptive he, in 800 right He now, seemed to know because he was punching the air, he seemed to be the happiest man then. He and the winner, Nigel Amos, seemed to be the two happiest in the, in the race. One won it and one came seventh. So there you go.
And uh, Monty, uh, finally, you, you, well, you mentioned Stewie McSwain, and we and we need to just touch on on him. He also had a run at London. I mean, thirteen twenty, and he's probably disappointed a little bit with that, given the form he's been in. But during the week, mate, I saw you quoted uh, giving him a huge rap in uh, one of the papers down there in Tasmania, and um, he he said he stated openly that he wants to go for sub thirteen in five thousand meters, and, and join Craig Mottram as the only Aussie to have to have hit that. Is he good enough? Is he the next Craig Mottram? And, and uh, you know, what, what, how, how far can he go in? Well, again, you know, I go, what, what do they say when, you know, when you're kicking for goal and he's never missed and they miss? You know, I've, I've, poor old Stewie, I'll pump him <laughs> up and then poor fellas were 13, 20. But I tell you, if you're running 7.34 yes. for 3K, it's not very hard. I mean, he could walk the last five laps and he'd almost be running yep. 13 minutes. So I, I'm not I'm not saying that lightly and I don't want to put any pressure. I just, you know, you can yeah, come up to sport and, you know, someone asked me, I'm going to tell him. And Stewie, you know, he, was, he mm. went to school here in Ballarat, so I know him pretty well. And he has amazed me how fast he has become. You're running 334 and 734. You put those two together, that you, you can mm. do the form line. I mean, he only has to run it because we're just going to we're penciling it in already. Seriously, if you can't run under thirteen minutes off those two times, I'd be amazed. So, really, for him, it's just you know another little bit of strength training, getting a bit stronger, absorbing a few more months of training, possibly. That's just a matter of time. But gee, how exciting is it to have these guys and girls now? You know, really at world class and and mixing it with some some world class athletes and. Um, Grego as well was, you know, I think his consistency, he's been, he's run 730, uh, mm. 334, 335, just yep. ad infinitum this season. So he's, um, he's ready for yeah, exciting season. times. And, and I guess finally, before we move on, Mono, you know, someone like Stewie McSwain, and we spoke about Jack Rayner earlier as well. Will we see them develop into marathoners down the track? There's been a bit of a, a reluctance to, to step up to that marathon probably in the last couple of decades from some of our track runners. Um, we saw Craig Mottram and even Benny Saint and Collis, you know, haven't, haven't really let, lit it up in the marathon. But um, what do you reckon about that, that as a project? Well, and I think it will happen because we've already, you know, and it's not about financial inducement, but Jess Trengo picks up 48,000 at Gold Coast. Jack Rayner's picking up bonuses for running under 29 on the road, you know, and winning some races. So I think suddenly people's attention may turn to, okay, we can make a career. I mean, you have to, you have to be a certain level athlete, but you can make a career out of marathon running. So I think just the last six months has given me, I don't need to push. I don't need to tell them what they're doing. I think it's a natural progression now. So I'm really confident the way things are moving that we'll get some guys out to the marathon sooner rather than later and um why wouldn't we you know i mean we've got such a great history i, ca- I cannot work out why if you looked across the form line probably i mean men's 800 um but women's marathon has been you know a history in the last few years and the history of, of australian marathon running in the men's section of you know through deke myself Derek clayton holding world records those two held the world record consecutively if you take out alberto salazar's short new york they held the world record for about 20 years so we've got great history in the marathon so for the life of me i can't work out why i need to work hard to get them out there it's an obvious transition you're listening to the marathon mystery tour with mona and robbo and stick around because next up we go musical
It's time for our musical segment this week, Mono's Pick. And Mono, a uh, big, big response last week to our, our, uh, to our musical segment with uh, all the chat about Mark Seymour. A lot of people sharing stories and photos. Mark Seymour running laps of the tan and setting the track alight. So that was uh, one of your best stories there, mate. In fact, I think he's got a direct line to um, Justin Rinaldi. There you go. Coincidence. Kevin's I reckon that, if you look up. Well, that was the photo books. posted on Twitter. Was Mark Seymour in a St Kevin's uh, athletics top? So the same top worn by uh, the current uh, Australian record holder jo- uh, Joey Dang. So there you go. When he broke the record. So we, we predicted did. it. We've got the we got the magic. What do we got? The um, golden touch. The, uh, yeah, yeah, we got yes. the golden touch. Well, exactly. Mate, we'll take it. Anyway. Mate, this week, um, I want to pose something to you. How, how many uh, running groups do you know that have been responsible for forming uh, a band made up entirely of members of the running group? Ooh, Has it happened? None. Yeah. Well, not in yeah. my mind. Not in my time. I'm sure there. I'm sure there will mm. have been. There was one at Falls Creek. We had uh, Russell DeSantin, mm. uh, Chini, yep. Brad Milosevic, um, Nipper, oh, yeah. I reckon, James Nipperus as well, and the boys up there. And they would always, they were very talented, and they would always put on a a, um, a yep. performance for in under the garage at Woodsmoke <laughs> at Falls Creek every summer. And they were actually pretty good. So, um, so that's as yeah. good as I can get. And the only other, the other story I've got, and I've got a story for everything, <laughs> as you know, but there was a 400-metre runner who travelled with us by the name of Paul yes. Green. And I'm, I'm a bit of an REM fan. And uh, there's a song called It's the End of the World as We Know It, which just rattles off. It's a bit uh, like yep. Billy Joel's, um, you know, We Didn't Start the Fire. just goes... Anyway, Paul, I said to Paul, you know, thinking she's got him here, he thinks he's pretty good, and said, well, just, you know, play um, play that R.E.M. song. And he knew it word for word, and he just delivered it better than Michael Stark. Well, it's it was in- unbelievable. And as it turns out, he's had a, he's got a um, he, recording contract. He's, he's yes. released albums, and he's a There you go, great. Yeah, from, is he, you know him. Yeah, you know, still, and he still holds, um, you, you go down to the state juniors in Sydney, and he still holds records down there, and, uh, and now he's, and then he's made records as well, so it's a great... A great career that Greeny's had, um, but I'm, I, I can share a story a little bit closer to home, you know, uh, Mona, because during the week, or last weekend, in fact, I was in, invited to be part of a newly formed band made up of a local <laughs> running group here in Newcastle. Now, the running group's known as the Wooters Runners. They've been around for about five years or so, more than five years, and a very colourful group, and it's it's uh, the the... The mascot is an owl. It's all around, you know, the owl, and they woot, woot. They put the funny stuff, um, fingers together and make a woot around their eyes. And you see them at park run, and you see them all around the place. They've gone around the country, but anyway, I think I've seen probably these English. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. So not hooters, but wooters. Um, and so they're wooting mm-hmm. around the place. Anyway, the wooters have a ball. Another running, a running group that has a, an annual ball, which I'm not aware of happening that often as well. But this year, they decided at the wooters annual ball that they would have a band, and so a band was formed and. I was invited to uh, have a bash on the drums, which is something that I've in, in, enjoyed doing over the years. And we played uh, a nice couple of sets there at the ball last week. And now I've got a couple of pretty rough recordings from the night, Mono, but I want to ask you here, what, what would, what's your preferred track, if you had to pick one? And this is to give you a little flavour of what we were playing, but you can pick Blame It On The Boogie or Play That Funky Music. Oh, play that funky music. All right, here it is. 
just in case you needed to hear a bit of blame it on the boogie as well, here it is as well, Mona. <laughs> There you go. So that was uh, the Wooters House Band and uh, Owl Night Long is the official name of the band. There's a few names getting thrown around. But, um, yeah, mate, expect to see them on the on the, uh, on the the circuit pretty soon. So, uh, And how were you on the skins? Were you, were you giving good, them a gave good, good bash? Gave them a good bash, mate. Um, blew a bit of the rust out. I haven't played for a little while. The, the extent of my drumming, because I don't own a drum kit, but the extent is generally playing on the steering wheel. Um, when I'm driving, <laughs> driving the kids around to school, yep. but um, you got the beat. I reckon if you got the beat, because apparently, I, I mean, I know nothing. I love my music, but it all comes from the drumming beat. So you, that's you're right. In that's right. So yeah, no, it came came pretty good. They all had a good dance and uh, and enjoyed it anyway. So I don't know when our next gig is, but stay tuned. Uh, if you've got an opening for us down there at Ballarat, we'd love to come and come and play down there, mate. So sure. <laughs> yeah, you sure the name of the band wasn't? I, I think someone told me someone will send it in. I'm sure. I think it was. Don't conduct your day. <laughs> that's well, probably that's pretty good. appropriate life advice uh, for me in general. Thanks, mate. <laughs> now, now coming up, we do have some marathons we'll be talking about uh, over the coming weeks and months. But in a couple of weeks, mate, it's a, an event near and dear to your heart. And one that you still got the record for is the City to Surf, um, the, the annual 14K run from the city of Sydney out to Bondi Beach. And that's in, uh, in two weeks' time, the 12th of the 8th. So I was thinking we might even do a City to Surf specific uh episode mate if you're up for that sure great idea great always the second sunday except when they had the olympics i think that there you moved go. It, to be honest that's about the only time in its history it's it's moved i don't think it moved yep. too often but it did and they reckon it's occasion. a good sunday to plan your wedding because it's generally pretty good weather on that sunday it hasn't been wet too often i don't think yeah that's true uh week after yep. that mate the 19th of august the sunshine coast marathon that's a few weeks time and then in seven weeks times the blackmore sydney Marathon. We've got Chicago in there as well in 10 weeks and then 11 weeks is the Melbourne Marathon. And I'm going to have a chat to you and get you to convince me to run that one, mate. I haven't run that yet. If you're going to sell it to me in a, in a sentence, what, what do you reckon you'd, you'd pitch to me? Oh, flat, fast. And if it's not windy, is a, is a really good event to cool weather. So you're probably in a position someone like you could... Um, certainly run a very competitive and good time, but also have a good race. So there's lots of depth and lots of people around to support you. So a really positive experience. In fact, I spoke to, um, I was in Lawn yesterday, one of the drives around was speaking to um, the guys who organise, the people who organise that event. So um, yeah, they're, they're really excited and looking forward to putting on another fantastic Very good. Event. Well, looking forward to it. I think uh, hopefully 11 weeks is enough for me to uh, squeeze some marathon specific training in but that's why i've got you on the line here mate so you can help me help me get to the the, the start line ready to go for that i'm a realist <laughs> i'm not a miracle worker <laughs> we'll see how we go uh, mate thanks very much again that's it folks for episode two of the marathon mystery tour it's still a mystery exactly uh, what we're doing here but all i know is it's a lot of fun chatting 
with yourself, Mona, and, and talking running as the both of us can can rabbit on all day about this fantastic sport. And um, folks, if you're listening and you have any questions, and you if you're listening by the Anchor app and you can get your head around it, you can actually send us through questions and we'll play them on the show uh, next week. So feel free to do that, or you can send us a message uh, via Twitter or any other way you can you can get it to us and we'll get get it read out and if you if you want to ask Mona a question or ask us any sort of musical uh, questions and we can do that as well but uh, that would be great only keep all the questions to just one syllable words because we're very we're, we're low level <laughs> intelligence so don't make it too hard on us but no I've enjoyed it Rob I am mean, really enjoying these um, chats so hopefully we can continue it and people out there in listening land are enjoying good on you mate we'll chat soon and uh, folks happy running have a good run on Sunday see you Robbo